We're going to talk a little about little bit about you being called to freedom. Say, I am. Come on, say, I am called to freedom. So you're called to freedom. You're called to be free. But one of the things that we realize is sometimes we have some different ideas of what freedom is. We said, you know, I can do whatever I want to do. Is that freedom? I can think about anything I want to. I can say whatever I want to say. I'm free to do whatever. We watched in the video where there was the freedom to choose your grocery stores, where you want to go, what you're going to get, what you're going to have. But there is the world defines freedom. Our nation defines freedom. And the Bible defines freedom. And I want us to continue to take a look at what the Bible says about freedom. We're going to start off with 1 Corinthians, Mike. We're going to look at verse 10, chapter 10, verses 13 and 14. It says, someone may say, this is the good word translation. They may say, I am allowed to do anything. Is that you or somebody you know? Look, don't tell me what to do. I can do whatever I want to do. I'm, I'm allowed to be able to do any everything. But then he says, everything is not helpful. I don't know about you. I got anybody that wants to, to confess this morning and say, yes, I've done some things that are not helpful to me. Anybody else other than me? I got two of them over here. Amen. So there's another one there. We've done some things. We've, we've had the freedom to do things or say things. And then, oops, I got my foot in my mouth again. So sometimes we don't realize how much that we do have the freedom to do those things. But the Bible says it may not be helpful for us. It goes on, it says, I am allowed to do anything and everything is not encouraging my growth. So our goal is to be able to grow. Our goal is for your freedom to what? Encourage growth, for freedom to be able to have you to begin to encourage growth itself. It says, goes on and says, people should be concerned about others and not just about themselves. So today, when you receive some food, give it to other people, bless them. Let them know that you love them, that God loves them, and that's a way to exercise your freedom. Let's take a look real quick at kind of what the definition is in the Bible when we look at the word freedom. In the New Testament, the actual the definition of the freedom really talks about the power over the sin nature. The power over the sin nature. Christ died not only to give us salvation, come on, but to give us the power over the sin nature. Oh, come on, somebody. And we've got to realize that. And that sin nature, that's when when we have the power over that, we have the ability, the ability to be able to resist. The ability to be able to, to resist the temptation and still do what's right. Oh, come on. I love it because, you know, I love sweets and I'm, I like to, you know, and I, my, my wife buys a, ba- a bag of donuts. Sometimes she goes, what happened to those donuts? And, you know, I don't know. I just didn't eat one. They're kind of like a Lay's potato chip where you, you eat one and then you eat the whole bag. Anybody know what I'm talking about? They're just, you know, it's like, you know, I, I kind of like them. So it's nice, especially if they're fresh and they're powdered. Never mind. We got to get I mean, now I'm now I'm wanting some milk to go with it. Uh, things are going to really be really good today. You're going to get blessed today. So when we talk a little bit about that freedom in the Bible, it's really the freedom to overcome that sin nature. God is now giving us that freedom, not just the ability to choose. That's fine. 
Not just the ability to, to figure out what you're wanting to do in your life or to say what you want to say. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about being able to have the freedom over that sin nature. In the New Testament, it also really contrasts the law and God's grace. And in the New Testament, he's really talking about the freedom that we have from the obligation to follow the Old Testament laws, the Jewish religious tradition. He said that, you know, believers are guided in his behavior, our own behavior, by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. And we see where it was all about laws and all about what you couldn't do or should do or would do or, you know, all those things in the Old Testament. But then with the New Testament, he takes those Ten Commandments that turned out to be thousands of different laws of what you could eat, couldn't eat, what what uh, plates you put certain foods on and, and everything else. So I'll tell you, my, in my ignorance, in my not knowing, we went to Israel, and we were in Israel in 2000. And we first got there, and we had traveled all night, and we got to Israel, and we were hungry, and they said, we're going to have breakfast. So they actually had breakfast for us. So I asked the waiter, I said, listen, could you get me some butter? And he never brought butter. And I thought, he came by again. I said, hey, could I get some butter? I don't know about you, but I, I don't have a real wide variety of appetite. But if I can get bread and butter, I'm good. I can survive anywhere off of bread and butter. So I said, I, could I get some butter? And, and, I, and he didn't come. He didn't bring me any butter. And I asked him the third time. I said, sir, could I get some butter, please? And he didn't bring any butter. So I went over to our guide and I said, I've asked the waiter, could you, am I doing something wrong? Could I ask him? I asked him for butter and he said, don't ask him for butter. Ask him for margarine. Because they weren't allowed to put the butter on the ceramic plates. So he, it wasn't kosher. So he wasn't able to bring me the butter. Are you with me? So I said, sir, could I get some margarine? Guess what I got? <laughs> I got some margarine. So because there was certain Levitical uh, food laws that, they, that you follow, he was saying, you've got those freedom. When we look in the New Testament, he said, you've got those freedom to follow them or not follow them. You can follow them if you want to follow them. If you don't want to follow them, you don't have to follow them. So when we look at that, we realize that not only was it the freedom of the power over sin, but it was also freedom from the obligation of the law. The wages of sin is death. And we can die a physical death. And there were, you look in the Old Testament, and there was some physical death. That once you sinned, there was some physical death that took place. But there's also that spiritual death that takes place. Excuse me. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. We love this scripture. We love it because it says, Now where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Everybody say freedom. There's freedom. That word also is liberty. There is liberty. So where the Spirit of God is, there's freedom. Again, we're looking at the biblical process of and definition, meaning I'm free from the sinful nature. Are you with me? But I'm free from the religious laws. I'm free to be able to follow God. But just because we're free to do that doesn't mean we don't follow the moral laws, the moral principles that are in the Word of God. So he says there is freedom. So where the spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. And I, I put you, I gave you the Greek word here for freedom. And, and, it, and the definition of that 
So liberty, some of your def, some of your Bibles will say liberty. It's that same word. It's, it's liberty. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 real quick, and then we're going to get into Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. Galatians 5, 1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Why does God want you to have freedom? He came, He gave the freedom of His only begotten Son. He died. He paid the penalty for sin. Are you with me? The judgment of that. He paid that penalty. And now you can operate in freedom. But some of the things that we do for us may not be good for us. So be careful how you operate within that freedom. See, the world is like, you can be free. I'm free. I can do whatever I want to do. I can do whatever I want to do. I can say whatever I want to say. Well, you can, and that may be the, your understanding of freedom, but it's not the biblical definition that you can just say whatever you want to say because words do hurt people. Sometimes people's freedom hurt people. Let's take a look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. Just a little review here. You, my brothers, were called to be free. Everybody say free. Where did I get the, 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 the title of the sermon today? You were called for freedom. I got it from right here from this scripture. It said you were called to be free, but he says, look, don't use your freedom to indulge in the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. How many of you know love trumps everything? Oh, come on. Say that with me. Love trumps everything. Everybody, say it again. Love trumps everything. When you keep your love on and, and you're willing to love through situations, love will trump everything. It'll trump freedom. It'll trump unforgiveness. It'll trump bitterness. It'll trump hurt. It'll trump pain. It'll, it, it will be that trump card that, you, that you're able to play to be able to take that. God is love. And he says you were called to be free, but don't use your freedom to indulge in the sinful na nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. I heard a new song on the radio um, the other day. And it was love God and love others. It was like love God and love others. Love God and love others. Love God and love others. I was like, it really boiled everything down to the two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. And love your neighbor as yourself. So we can live by that. We can operate by that. We can have, you have the freedom to do that. You have the freedom to love somebody that's unlovable. I love what was brought forth today to pray for those, to remove the blinders and the veil because they think they're not loved. And, and, and that's the thing we've got to know as a, as a body, as a believers, a body of believers, we've got to rise up and let people know that not only does God love you, but I love you. And we do that. We show the love of God. So he goes on and says, love your neighbor as yourself. Galatians chapter 5, verse 15 through 25. Let's just, let's just look at Galatians chapter 16, or excuse me, chapter 5, verse 16. Let's, let's skip down to verse 16, if you will, Mike, if you've got that. It says, but if I say that if you walk by the Spirit, you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. If you walk by the Spirit, if you're led by the Holy Spirit, you're going to have what the Holy Spirit wants. You're not, gonna, you're not going to be able to carry out the desires of the flesh. Let me take just a minute real quick and tell you about the flesh. The word flesh in this scripture is not your soul. 
It is not your mind, your will, and emotions. It is not that. It is the sinful nature that we have. All of us start out with a sinful nature. And when he says, when you walk by the Spirit, that is an action. That's a verb. Okay? Right? You're walking. You're, you're walking by the Spirit. And he said, if you walk by the Spirit, oh, come on. You understand? There, it requires something of us. Well, what about me, Pastor? I just want a religion that I love God and I don't have to do anything. Well, Christianity is you love God, but there are some things you need to do. There's some action you got to put your feet to something. Are you with me? You've got to put your heart to something. You've got to put your hands to something. He said, if you put your hands to something, then he'll prosper it. But we've got to have that, that our, our, our action of being able to do that. When you look at this word walk, when he walked by the Spirit, when it's literally translated, it means this. It doesn't mean just to walk, but it means to keep on walking. Some of us have begun the journey. Some of us have begun to step into what God has for us. Some of us will be able to, to say, you know what? We may get knocked down, but we get back up. We don't stop walking. It says to walk and to keep walking. Turn to your neighbor and say, keep walking. Just tell him, keep walking. You keep walking. Well, I, I, I walked a little bit and I got knocked down and I just, I, I'm just hurt. Well, you got to get up and walk some more. So when he goes on and he says, if we walk by the Spirit, we've got to walk by the Spirit and keep on walking by the Spirit. Because I'm going to do something that to Shelly that, that she's going to have to keep walking in the Spirit to forgive me. Come on, somebody. I'm going to have to do, I, I may do something because of my carnal nature, my flesh, my human sinful nature that is being transformed. Come on, somebody. It's being, you understand what I'm saying here? That I'm being transformed. And he's saying, look, if you walk by the Spirit, you won't have to operate in that sinful nature. But you got to walk by the Spirit. Turn to your neighbor and say, keep on walking. It not only means to walk, but it means to live. You've got to live in the Spirit. We've got to live and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us and help us because the flesh is at war with the Spirit. There is a battle that's taking place right now. I'm telling you, we can see it. You can turn on TV. You can see the news. There is a battle that's taking place. And we can talk about it, about the injustice. And we know there's injustice. And we know that we want to work through those things. But there is a battle in the Spirit of those that don't know God. Come on, somebody. And those that do know God, and we've got to continue to walk and live in the Spirit because there is a battle that takes place. So there's a battle. Joyce Myers talks about it, the battlefield of your what? Of your mind. There's a battle. How many of you wage war in, the, in that? And you're like, do I do it? Do I not do it? Do I do it? No, I not do it. Do I do it? Do I not do it? Do I do it? Do I not do it? Am I, am I going to overcome that or am I going to fall back to that? Can I step out of that? Can I do it? Can I forgive or not forgive? Can I release goodness and not re release goodness? Can, those are the battles that we have all the time. So the flesh doesn't really mean the body. It means that sinful nature. It means that the spirit and, and the flesh are at war with each other. Paul describes it really Really good. I'm going to be off my notes here for a little bit, but there, there's an example of the, the flesh in human nature uh, the, and the spirit. And Paul talks about it in Romans chapter 7. If you get an opportunity, well, 
I think we got a few minutes. Let's go there. I want to just take a look at this because there's a conflict conflict that's there. Before we turn there, Mike, and I don't have the scripture there for you, but I want to read verse 17. It says, for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. See the conflict? For these are in opposition to one another. It's the kingdoms of God. It's the king, excuse me, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world. Are you with me? The, the dark kingdom and the light kingdom are in opposition to each other. There's two kingdoms at opposition of each other. And one of them operates in the sinful nature and the other one is to walk in the spirit. So when we stay in the spirit, we walk in the spirit and we live in the spirit and you keep on walking, right? We're going to keep on walking. You're going to keep on walking in the spirit. You're going to keep on walking and living in the spirit. He says they are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please to do. So Paul says this in, in Romans chapter seven, because when I, when I looked at it, I thought, man, I'm going to take a little detour. Romans chapter seven, because Paul, he deals with this. Let me get there real quick. And those of you that are got your Bibles, look it up in Romans chapter 7 and verse 14. He talks about my, my Bible says there's a conflict of two natures. Have you experienced a conflict? <laughs> Not a trick question. We, the truth is we've all experienced that conflict. There's that conflict that's there. He says, for I know that the law, and he, he's really comparing how the law is and the power of the law versus the power of grace and, and operating in the New Testament of, uh, uh, of God's grace. Verse 14, Romans chapter 7, verse 14. He says, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I'm of flesh, sold into bondage to sin. For what am I doing? I do not understand. And for what I'm not practicing, what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing that I hate. There's stuff, it's like, I don't know why I did that. Why did I do that? Why did I say that? And then it comes out, and it's really us dealing with our, with our human nature. And he talks about it in verse 16. He said, but if I do the very thing that I do not want to do, I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good. So now, no longer am I the one doing it, but the sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. In your human nature, there's not some good stuff in there. Not some good stuff in there. For I know that the nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. <laughs> I want to do it, but I'm not doing it. Verse 19. For the good that I want to do, I don't do. But I practice the very evil that I don't want. But if I'm doing the very thing that I don't want, I'm no longer the one doing it, but the sin which dwells within me. I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. There's a scripture that talks about sweet water and fresh water doesn't flow from the same fountain. He goes on, verse 22, he says, For I jo joyfully concur with the law of God on the inner man, but I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind. 
and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is in its members. He goes on and says, oh, what a wretched man that I am. Who will set me free from this body of death? Paul's having a struggle. Man, the things that I want to do, I don't do. The things that I don't want to do, I keep doing it. Oh, man, I messed up again. I've had that struggle. I don't know about you, but I've had the struggle where I've had to struggle the evil and the good. And I've had to continue to, if I keep walking in the spirit, I'm going to overcome that. But what happens is I stop and I look around and I get caught in that. And then the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I keep doing. And he says, oh, what a wretched man am I? And he's like really, really down on himself. What an idiot you are. I'm paraphrasing. What an idiot you are, Paul. You keep doing that. I can't believe you did it again. And then look at the very next next verse. Because he says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So that on one hand, I myself and in my mind, I'm serving the law of God. And the other, my flesh is serving the sin. He said, therefore, in chapter 8, there is no condemnation for those who were in Christ Jesus. It's like Paul was bringing condemnation on himself. And there's a lot of us that are bringing that condemnation on ourselves. And he says, now there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Because why? Because it's the Holy Spirit. And you walk in the Holy Spirit. And you live in the Holy Spirit. And when you're in the Holy Spirit, guess what you're going to follow? You're going to follow for what the Holy Spirit wants. And when you follow what the Holy Spirit wants, it's not going to be sin. Look, I'm not talking about... When we talk about sin, people get upset. <gasps> you mentioned sin. Sin is to know the good that you should do and don't do it. That's very simply... To know the good that you ought to do and you don't do it. There's good in all of us. Come on. But there's some evil stuff that we got to watch out for. But if we walk in the spirit and not in the flesh or not in the human nature. Oh, come on, somebody. People are like, why? Why is the situation happening where the, the peaceful protesters turned into riots and it's getting crazy and they're destroying property and people's businesses that they've worked hard all their lives and they've worked and set up a business and now somebody's tearing it apart? And they're like, why is all this happening? I said, first of all, they're in the flesh. It's their human desire. And they're, they're, they're probably not believers. Hello? Because they're having this war and they're being, they're being led into a place. I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for overcoming the injustice. There's a lot of injustice in a lot of lives, in a lot of places, in a lot of people. There's a lot of that injustice. And, and I'm, let's just trust the Lord that we're able to walk through this. But for us to be able to look at this and say, wait a minute, there's something going on. That's what non-believers do. Non-believers do what non-believers do and they tear stuff up. And they don't respect people. And they don't honor people. They don't walk in the flesh. Come on, somebody. We're trying to expect them to walk in the flesh. I mean, to walk in the spirit. And they don't know how to walk in the spirit. Their spirit hasn't been changed. So they walk in the flesh and their, their desire is just, I don't get my way. I'm going to throw a fit and tear up stuff. So he says the, the flesh is, 
that, that human nature, that, that flesh is there. And he says, look, be careful of that. But if you walk in the spirit, and that's the good news today. Somebody say he's got good news. Come on, tell somebody next to you, he's got some good news. I got good news. Because if you walk in the flesh, you will overcome. I mean, excuse me. If you walk in the spirit, you will overcome the things of the flesh. But you got to walk in the spirit and keep on walking in the spirit and live in the spirit and dwell in the spirit. Come on, somebody. So when somebody hurts you or harms you, you can forgive them. How do you forgive them? Listen, you can't do that in the flesh. You can't forgive people in the flesh. You can only forgive them through the spirit. Truly forgive them. But pastor, I I still remember. Well, you're going to remember. But that control that the enemy had over your sinful nature won't push the buttons any longer. Some people, if you expect that God is just going to wipe your memory out of all the bad things that have happened to you, I'm sorry, that's not the word of God. There are times where God does that. There's times where there's memories that it would just, you put them under the blood of Jesus Christ and they're gone. But there's the things that have happened to me, the hurt and the pain that I've gone through, the things in my life, those are still there. I can still remember them. But guess what? I walk in the spirit and I can overcome the hurt. I can overcome the pain. I can walk because I can live. Why? In Christ. And then that thing doesn't control me any longer. And I can go on to live in the spirit. Just like Paul said. And he says, now there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Oh, come on. Are you hearing me today? Let me give you one more, one more thing before we, before we dismiss this morning. He goes on and he says, this is it. Because there's two laws, and I'm going to teach on this. There's two laws that are actually operating right here in Romans chapter 8. There is number two, verse 2. The law of the the spirit of life in Christ Jesus and the law of sin and death. We can operate in one or the other. The law of life in Christ Jesus. The law of life in Christ Jesus. Or the law of what? Sin and death. Because if I operate in sin, it's going to cause death. Well, I sinned and it didn't kill me. No, but you died spiritually. There's some stuff that died in you. May not have totally died everything spiritually, but there's some things that all of a sudden died in you. But I can operate or walk in or live in The law of life in Christ Jesus. Everybody say the law of life. When you operate in the law of life in Christ Jesus, then you you rise above any other laws that are out there. The law of sin and death. How do I trump if I could use the, you know, the, the, you know, I love to play spades. I, I love the trump card. You know what I mean? I love to have a good hand and. Do I have any spade players at a place? You know, and, and I, I love that. I love that, you know, especially I love when I've got the ace, king, queen. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I got you now. You know, and, and I play that trump card. Anytime you're dealing with, like Paul, he was dealing with the things I want to do, I don't do. The things that I don't want to do, I keep doing. Oh, man, what a mess I am. I'm a mess. And then it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Holy Spirit has an answer for that. 
There's no condemnation. Right now, there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. There is conviction of the Holy Spirit. But there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus today? So Paul, it's like the Holy Spirit. I love it because you see the battle in Romans 5, 6, and 7. And you see the battle that he's dealing with. And we're dealing with that battle. And then in Romans chapter 8, it's like, here come the Holy Ghost. Here come the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes in and you're able to walk in the Spirit. You'll be able to operate in the Spirit. You're going to be able to forgive when you need to forgive. Come on, somebody. You're going to be able to, to have joy when there's only sorrow there. But there's times when you look at it and you go, wait a minute. I, I'm dealing with this issue in my life. And he's saying, you can overcome that. You can overcome it if you walk in the Spirit. If you'll stay in the Spirit. If you'll live in the Spirit. If you'll operate in the Spirit, if you'll release forgiveness and release love and not operate in guilt or shame. And I look at it and I think, oh, what an amazing thing. He goes on in verse 3, he says, For what the law could not do, weak as it is through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh as a sin offering. And He condemned it in the flesh. He took the weight of the sin. He went, the best way I can explain it, he descended into the, to the hellish regions, into hell. And he took that sin and he showed up in hell. And he said, look, you don't have me. I'm a sinless person. And the light of God came forth. And Jesus looked at the devil and said, you don't have me. In fact, by the way, I have made atonement for all of these people right here. And he said, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. And he said, oh, by the way, they're coming with me. And the Bible says that he led the captives in his train. Give some keys. He led the captives in his train. It's like he went into heaven and he took all the captives that were there with him, Old Testament captives, we're talking New Testament now. And he ascended into heaven. And as he's ascending into heaven, guess what's happened? Mary comes up on him. And he said, Mary, don't touch me. You can't touch this. That's, that's what it is. It was like, you can't touch. Mary goes to touch him. I guess she goes to touch him. Why would you say don't touch me if she didn't go touch him? She probably wanted to give him a hug. Oh, that's you, Lord. Oh, no, Mary. Whoa. I haven't ascended to the Father yet. But then when he came back, he went to the disciples and said, Y'all can touch me. Put your hand in my hand, Thomas. Put your hand in my side. Because there, he had, God has received his glorified body. But he took those. He became sin. Oh, come on, somebody. He became and took not only your sin, my sin, the sin of the world, the past, present, and future sin. He took those as the judgment of sin. And he said, I am the one that's going to judge it because Jesus is the judge. I took this judgment of sin and he ascended into the, into the heavenly realms. He came back, spent 40 days with the disciples teaching them and he what? He ascended back into the heavenly realms. He once was dead and now is he alive. And he says, because I did those things. Remember what Acts 28, I think it was, where he says, Here's you, here you go. You got to take the keys to the kingdom. 
I've got the keys and here they are. I'm giving them to you. You go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So when you look at it, it's like, oh my God, thank you, Jesus, for what you did. Thank you for the battle that you did, that you took place. So now we walk in the Spirit. Because what? Jesus ascended. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He told the disciples, look, if I don't go, the Holy Spirit isn't coming. I got to go. See ya. (laughs) And then the Holy Spirit comes. We see that in Acts chapter 2. And the Holy Spirit's ascended on, on, on others. And now the Holy Spirit lives within us and stays within us. Oh, come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit is with us. In the Old Testament, a lot of times he'd come on somebody and he would run, run like lightning. <laughs> Elijah would run, outrun the chariots of the king. How did he do that? By the Spirit of the living God. Now the Spirit lives in us. And he says, let's walk in the flesh. Because if we walk in the flesh, Excuse me. We walk in the spirit. Uh, we walk in the spirit. We walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. We walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. We walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. We walk in the spirit. We live in the spirit. We keep on walking in the spirit. Have you stopped walking in the spirit? Have you gotten to the place where you quit? Did you stall? Maybe you ran into a wall and you're like, man. I can't go any farther. Maybe you got to push through that wall. Say, I can. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We sang a song about believing again. Believe again. Let's believe again. Let's believe again. I want to pray so you guys can get some food. How about that? Will you stand on your feet this morning? For freedom, Christ has set us free. Paul says you can take this freedom that you've been given and you can operate in the human nature still or you can operate in the spirit of the living God. He says you can operate in the law of life in Christ Jesus or you operate in the law of sin and death sin and death sin and death i'm going to show you a natural example of operating in the law of sin and death y'all want this it's a natural example you can see it today you do something you get arrested you get put in jail are you with me You get put in jail or prison. And they say, okay, you got to pay your dues. After you get out, you got to pay restitution. If you don't, you go back to court. And they take your license. It was hard enough to try to get a job and to work and to do some things. Now all of a sudden I don't have a license. Are you with me? And you didn't pay your fine. So then you go and, and you operate in sin and death. And it's a cycle. Oh, come on, somebody. you got to see this. It's a cycle. There's a lot of people operating in this cycle. And they're like, I can't get out of it. Because they're operating in the law of sin and death and not the operating in the law of life in Christ Jesus. 
So you get out and you, you make a little money and you pay a little bit on your fines and, and then you can't work or you don't have a license or you aren't working and they take you and they, they, you go to court again and every time you go to court, they make you pay more money and, and, then, and then you don't have the money so you stay in court. So if you had a job, you've lost it and you're still operating in this sin and death. But if we operate in the law of life in Christ Jesus, then we're believing, we're, 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 we're believing in that God is going to help us get to that place where we need to get to or get the job that we need to get. And we have the wisdom of God and we pay my fines and I, I pay off that debt that was there and I don't do it again. Come on, somebody. We, we begin to operate in the law of life in Christ Jesus because the law of sin and death tries to penetrate the law of life. I don't want to show this to you on a, maybe on a dry erase board maybe next week. But I want you to see where those two are operating there. And we've got to operate in the law of life in Christ Jesus. Jesus came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. And it's not living in the, the law of sin and death. It's walking in the Spirit. Have you quit walking? Have you quit walking? I'm asking you today. Have you quit walking? Some of us just, I know how easy it is just to stop. It's too hard. It's not worth it. That's all a lie. Maybe you've quit walking and God says you need to start walking in the Spirit again. Let's walk in the Spirit. I don't want to walk in the flesh because you have, if you walk in the flesh, you're going to get what the flesh desires. If you walk in the Spirit, you're going to have what the Spirit desires. And that's life, love, forgiveness. Being a child of the Most High God, those are the things. Let me just pray for you. Just close your eyes just a moment. I know we're going to pray in just a few moments, and I want you guys to go by the Hoop Center and get some, be a bless, be a blessing. Get some food to either bless you and your family or other families that you know, friends and neighbors. But I want to pray for you now. Because maybe that you're here today and you've quit walking. You've quit walking in the Spirit. Or maybe you've just decided to sit down and rest. And it's time to get up and it's time to get moving again. If you're here today and you've, you've just been stuck. If you're here today and you feel like maybe you're walking in one area, but there's an area that you're not walking in. The Holy Spirit is so gentle and kind and loving. And He's saying, let's walk out of that. And into his light, his marvelous light, his glorious light. Maybe it's time for you to walk out of those things that have kept you in the, 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 the law of sin and death. And it's time for you to walk into the law of life in Christ Jesus. Because it sets us free, free from the law of sin and death. The life in Christ Jesus. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I just want you just to, just to begin to ask Him. Just say, Lord, come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior today. Just ask Him. If you've never prayed that prayer, and it's got to be from the heart, not just from the head. You, gotta, you know, we, we, we know you, you're going to mean it. Just ask Him. Say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me where I've operated in the law of sin and death. And come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. And it happens just like that. Just like that. If you're here today and maybe you've stopped walking, just ask the Lord to, 
to forgive you from, for stopping. And just say, I'm going to walk again, and I'm going to keep on walking in the Spirit. And when I get knocked down, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to start walking again. And when I get knocked down, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to start walking again. And when I get knocked down, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to start walking again, because I'm going to continue to walk in the Spirit, because I want what the Spirit has for me in my life. And that's you. Just say, God, I'm, I, I've been stuck. Help me. Help me as I walk. Be with me as my steps. Guide my steps. Be with me as I walk out of this thing and walk into what you have for me. And I want to pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you that we have been chosen for freedom. And although the world may say it's just the freedom to do and to say whatever you want to, your word is what I want to know about how to walk in that freedom and to stay in the Spirit and to operate in the Spirit. And I have the freedom to do that. I thank you for these believers today. I thank you for those that are joining us online that have given their lives and their hearts and their lives to you. And Father, we just thank you for that. God, I ask you to help us as we walk through, just as Paul did. He's like, man, the things that I want to do, I keep doing. Things that I don't want to do, I, 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 I keep doing those things. And, and what a terrible guy am I. And, 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 and then he comes in and says, well, wait a minute. The Holy Spirit, there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And that we stay in the Spirit and we walk in the Spirit in Jesus' name. And everybody said.